coming up on The Potter's Touch. Guilt that leads to a change of behavior is a powerful thing. Guilt that grabs you by the throat and makes you call me on the phone and say, look, I'm sorry, is a powerful thing. It's a wonderful thing for you to be guilty enough to humble yourself, to, to pull your pride down, and pull your images down, and pull all the lies you told to yourself down, and say, look, I miss you, and I'm tired of us fighting like this, and whatever I did to hurt you, I'm sorry. Greetings, everybody. I'm excited to have this opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you. Have you ever gone through anything that left you feeling sad and down, worried, depressed at the end of your rope? Have you ever had to go on this message suggest today from guilt to gratitude? Jesus touched people and allowed them to touch it back. And in that touch, it will take you from guilt to gratitude. Ready to go? I want to teach some things that, that will help you uh, deal with the guilt and deal with life and deal with mistakes and deal with bad choices because there's not a person in this room who hasn't made a bad choice at some time or another in their life. Can I get a good amen? I said, can I get a good amen? See, you, you have to realize that, that when you have guilt, in a positive way, it comes as an indication that you are not living your best life, your best self. You have not presented yourself in the light that you could have, that, that somewhere down inside of you, there is a better you screaming trying to get out. There's a better you saying that those decisions are not a reflection of who I really am. I may have done what they said I did, but I am not what they say I am. I'm gonna say they didn't get it. Let me try it on y'all. I may have done what they say I did, but I am not what they say I am. Have you ever done something that didn't reflect who you are? It's just me and three other people in the room. Thank God for you. And the rest of you phonies that came to church this morning, may God bless you, may heaven smile upon you, till we meet again. I, I may have done it, but I am not it. And the part of me that is not it rebels against the part of me that did it. And I am ashamed and I am guilty because I have not portrayed the best part of who I am. And now I have to live with the guilt of what I did and what you say about me as a result of what I did. Because some of the punishment it's the pain of people whispering about the choices you made. And it's hard to defend yourself when there's truth to what they said. I told you this was gonna be hard. It's hard to defend yourself when 
the murmuring of the voice of accusation is stronger on the inside than the voice of all the critics on the outside. Guilt is not just about what others are saying about you. It is what you are saying about yourself. It is, it is the condemnation that comes upon you. It is the struggle that lives down inside of you that you say, have you ever said, what was I thinking? Have you ever looked back at something and you just wonder, what, what was I on to do that? What, what happened? Did, 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 you know, did somebody put something in my coke? What happened that I went that far? You mean I? See, this, this, one of the things that we do with guilt, because it is such a heavy burden to carry, it's, it's a heavy burden because it can only exist in places where you care. It can only exist in places where you care. So it becomes a heavy burden to carry. So what we do is we change the narrative of what happened to make the memory more palatable. We change the narrative of what happened to make the memory more palatable. We block out the parts we are ashamed of. And we remember how people responded to us without remembering how we elicited or initiated the response. Selective amnesia. Yeah. And so this story that we tell ourselves about what happened causes a certain toxicity to the soul that stops us from getting what God would give us because God will only fall on truth. And you have told yourself a lie so long that you can't be delivered because you can't admit the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go in, can I go in? I'm gonna go in now. I'm gonna go in, you already know how I am now. I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna go in. There was a man who sat by a pool for 38 years telling himself a lie over and over and over again. Here's the lie, I'm here because every time I tried to get in the pool, somebody got in my way and nobody would help me. That's a lie. In 38 years, you could have rolled to the pool. In 38 years, you could have crawled to the pool. In 38 years, how did the other people get to the pool every year? If they got to the pool, then how, why didn't you get to the pool? See, the pain of living with those questions creates a false story. Well, I would have got there, but my daddy didn't raise me. I would have got there, but my mama was a hooker. I would have got there, but I don't know where I came from. I would have got there, but I flunked out of first grade. I would have got there, but I'm black. I would have got there, but I'm a white woman. I would have got there, but I'm a woman. I would have got there, but... These are things we tell ourselves to anesthetize the pain of the weight 
of I brought this on myself. I did this. I, you cannot help people in counseling who will not own what you did. Until you own what happened, until you take responsibility for it, until you, until you stop hiding from the guilt. See, because you're trying to tranquilize the guilt, you, you know why your daughter disrespected you. You know why she cursed you out. You know what she saw about you and the neighbor across the street, but you blocked out what happened between you and the neighbor across the street and talked about, I ain't gonna let that girl disrespect me. She just lost her mind. When in reality, you, uh-oh, 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 you told me to go deep. You told me to go deep. You know, I, I'm not thinking about them haters. I'm not a hater, I'm hurt, because you beat me like a dog, and I'm telling the truth. That's not a hater, but you changed the story. Because the weight of the matter might mean you admitting my son is acting crazy because I wasn't a good father, and I really wasn't there for him, and he saw things out of me that I wish I hadn't have done, but at that stage in my life I did it. You have to stop telling yourself, I don't know why that boy acting crazy. You do. You do know why he's acting crazy. And you're the only one who can fix it because you do know what's wrong with him. And you can't, you can't get healed, brother, as long as you tell yourself, well, somebody got in the way. Well, it's not my fault. He could have done. You know what the problem is. But the weight. The weight of the guilt, you know that. You cannot heal it if you won't own it. The reason that we do all of these things is to protect our minds from the guilt of what we did at one time or another, in one way or another. And it is easier to penalize me for my reaction to your behavior than it is for you to own that you elicited that response by how you treated me. And you leave both of us in the ditch because you are in denial. You will never give me the healing that I need to get on with my life. And we are both stuck in a ditch with the weights. With the weights that I carry. Jesus asked people questions like, wilt thou be made whole? Because in most cases, it's not my will to be like this. It's not my will. I didn't choose it. I didn't decide I want to be an angry black man. Or an angry white man. White folks can be angry too, incidentally. <laughs> Anger is an equal opportunity response. And for that matter, I have met some seriously angry women in my life. Amen. 
When you say something like that, you don't look at nobody, you look right down the aisle. Why are you angry? Cain, why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? God said to Cain, if thou doest not well, will I not receive you? Are you angry about something you could fix? Guilt that leads to a change of behavior is a powerful thing. Guilt that grabs you by the throat and makes you call me on the phone and say, look, I'm sorry, is a powerful thing. It's a wonderful thing for you to be guilty enough to humble yourself, to, to pull your pride down, and pull your images down, and pull all the lies you told to yourself down and say, look, I miss you, and I'm tired of us fighting like this, and whatever I did to hurt you, I'm sorry. I'm man enough to look you in the eye and say I was wrong, and I'm sorry. You'll never be healed. you can fix it. You know why we don't have revivals anymore? I mean, we have three-day services, but we don't have revivals. We don't have revivals because we don't have repentance. You cannot have a revival when you cannot have repentance. As long as everybody comes to church stubborn and saying, this is my story and I'm sticking to it, I don't care who you bring in to preach. You may have service, you may have church, you may have shouting, you may have dancing, but you won't have revival until my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. And God said, I'll heal your land. It is not our sins that kept us away from God. It is our unwillingness to let them go. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. He took the agony of it. He took the shame of it. He took the guilt of it. He took the strife of it. Tell you that, he took it off. And if I never get the car, if I never get the house, if I never get the job, I'm just glad. It's a matter of hopping in the car when you or I need groceries. But in Reynosa, Mexico, that's far from the case. That's why, with your support, Megacare moved hearts and hands in the area to deliver care packages and the message of the gospel to over 300 people in a place where supermarkets simply don't exist. God also moved through a free medical clinic, fun activities for the kids, and even manicures and pedicures to show His love goes from head to toe. In all ways, big and small, your influence is reaching across the borders. Thank you. We all have breakdowns in life, emotional traffic jams, career delays. You are called to the future, not to the past. It's time to take the wheel and shift your life into overdrive. Sit in the passenger seat for a ride down the Idea Expressway with industry leaders like Bishop T.D. Jakes, Pastor Judah Smith, Bishop Daryl Hyde, Dr. William H. Curtis, and Bishop Dale Bronner. Go to pastorsandleaders.org to register for the International Pastors and Leadership Conference. See you there. 
And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. God says, I will forgive your sin. That's not the problem. I'll forgive your sin. I'll heal your land. It's not, it's not the problem. It's not what you did. It's your arrogance. It's your inability to humble yourself. He said, if, if, you, were, if you would just humble yourself, if you stop making excuses for bad behavior, if you would stop justifying stuff just because you like it, If you would stop doing things because you love them as opposed to doing them because they're right. Because it's not the sin, I can fix it. I got the antidote, I got the cure. I shed the blood, I got the key. I can get you out, I'll deliver you. I'll forgive you, I'll set you free. I'll make it just as if it didn't even happen. i clean it up better than your lies are doing. I can clean it up. I got the Brillo pad and the soap and the water. I will get the stain off of you. If you would humble yourself. But because you've been your own physician, because you've been your own attorney, you didn't leave space for me to get you off. You should have thrown yourself on the mercy of the court and said, I'm completely guilty. I have no right to be here. I'm a sinner and a wretch undone. Every blessing I ever got is the grace of God. Every door he ever opened was the grace of God. Every mountain he ever moved was the grace of God. I, I deserve to be burned in hell for the things I've done, but thanks be unto God for every blessing. You see this jacket? It's a blessing. You see these pants? It's a blessing. You see these shoes? That's a blessing. But better yet, you see these feet? That's a a blessing. You see these legs? That's a blessing. You see these arms? That's a blessing. I don't deserve none of that. To God! Oh! Somebody humble! Give him a praise! See, when, when, when I teach ministers on exegetical preaching and, and delivering a text, I tell them, never give the answer before you describe the question. Because the answer only has power in the face of the question. If you don't describe the question, the answer has no relevance. So if you jump into this text and you look at this text and you see this woman just bathing his feet with her tears and don't see why, then you could think she was radical. She could be a nutcase. She could be crazy. She could be ridiculous. She could be out of her mind. Why is she crying? She won't stop crying. Why does she keep jumping up in the service? She's loud. She's noisy. She's out of control. Every time the bishop makes a point, she's up there doing jumping jacks. Has she lost her mind? I don't want to sit beside her. She acts like she's crazy. If you don't know the story, you don't understand my response. Come on here, somebody. But when you know what I've been through and you know how I suffered 
and you know what I carried, the pain and the agony of what I carried. Am I right about that thing? See, you're praising God because you're cute. And he's praising God because he's fine. And she's praising God because she's rich. And he's praising God because he got a new suit. And she's praising God because she got a Sunday hat on. But I don't care about the hat, the suit, the coat, the shoe. I'm praising God that that weight, that weighted me down all Tell three people, tell them he took it off of me. He took it off. He took it off. He took it off. Tell you that, he took it off. And if I never get the car, if I never get the house, if I never get the job, I'm just glad. Guilt that leads me to change is a powerful thing. But what about the guilt about stuff I can't change? I can't get that baby back. I can't get this disease remitted. What about the guilt we carry over the things we can't, can't change. I would fix it if I could. If I had it to do over again, I would change. I was selfish. And I'm sorry. What do you do when the mess you made cannot be cleaned? Can't do it over. I brought that man in the house. I brought the man in the house that raped my daughter. My son got raped by my boyfriend. And he told me, and I called him a liar. Bishop, I would fix it, but the person I did it to is dead. Well, the person who hurt me can't come back because they're gone. And I feel like if they would just say, I'm sorry, I could get well. But what do you do when you can't undo what's been done? You can't fix it. And you are standing there waiting on something to happen that cannot happen. What can wash away 
Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow no other fount I know nothing but the blood of what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood Touch your neighbor and say, what can make me whole again? Nothing but the Singing, oh, precious is that. Say that nothing but the blood again. Nothing but the blood of One more time. Nothing but the blood I'm out of time, I've got to stop there. The master's touch means so much. It heals the deepest parts of our human existence. Allow that touch to heal you today and strengthen you and allow us to continue to heal people by ministering to the ministry that ministers to you. You have a clarion call from God now that you are healing to help us heal someone else. Will you do it? I'd love to hear from you. Let's partner together and change the world. I want to thank our partners for helping us make a difference in the lives of hurting people. Your partnership has provided food, clothing, clean water, medicine distribution, and so much more at home and abroad. In fact, through MegaCare, we are establishing medical camps and health clinics to increase the rate of survival while giving hope and healing to a hurting community. If you are not a partner, I encourage you to become one today. You have polluted your today with your yesterday behavior. Get rid of it. Your trial could be the very thing God uses to take you higher than you've ever thought possible. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive I Can Relate on CD from Bishop Jake's liberating series, Still Blessed. You gotta go while you're on the seesaw of life, sometimes up and sometimes down. Nothing shall be impossible with God. 
And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive Still Blessed on three DVDs. Are you watching for the problem that is in your life? God has a plan. However, when your gift is $125 or more, you will receive the Still Blessed three message DVD set, the beautiful joy, peace, and hope wooden display, and a custom abundantly blessed stationary set and notepad featuring God's promises to you. Be thankful in every situation because you are Still Blessed. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.